Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello, and welcome to the Love Life Connection podcast, a podcast for smart, successful women who feel like they have it all except love. I'm your host, Veronica Grant, a love and life coach. And today I'll be joined by a guest to give you an inside look at the work I do with my clients. This is your opportunity to learn through someone else's experience. They may even ask a question you have or one you haven't even thought of yet. So keep an open mind, open heart, and let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to episode number 262 of the Love Life Connection podcast. As always, thank you so much for tuning in this week. And thank you so much for leaving your ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to this show. It really does help. So I really, really appreciate it. And if you haven't left a rating or review yet, wherever you listen, all you have to do is, well, if you're on Apple Podcasts, all you have to do is scroll down a little bit to where you're listening to this episode. You'll see some stars, tap the stars. And then if you've got an extra 30 seconds, 60 seconds, I really appreciate a review. It really helps. And it gets the show in front of more women just like you. So thank you. Thank you. So just a reminder, last week on episode 261, I talked a little bit about how I'm taking a break from Instagram. We're not totally broken up yet, but I'm just taking a break from my main squeeze. And that's for a lot of reasons. I talk about it a little bit more in episode 261 in the intro, so I won't go into it too much here. All that to say is if you want to connect with me outside of the show, the best way to do that is through my newsletter list, which you can sign up for at veronicagrant.com. And one reason why you might want to get onto that list is because I've got a lot of free things coming up that I don't want you to miss. And I know that some people listen to these episodes a week or a couple weeks later, which is totally fine. That's what I do with a lot of my podcasts I listen to. And so I don't want you to miss things. So I've got a free uh, Get Over Your Ex email course coming up really soon. That's starting in a few days from now, actually. And then I'm releasing my new course, Break Up to Breakthrough, and there'll be special early bird pricing. And I've also got a serendipity challenge and a dating without swiping course coming down this summer. And also, I'm just doing a lot of free workshops with some of my colleagues because, you know, I don't know everything. I'm not the expert in everything. And so I can bring some colleagues into the mix and we can both share our expertises 
with each other's audiences. And it's just a really beautiful thing. And those workshops, you know, they only get promoted for about a week or so. And then we have the free workshop and then that's done. So there's not really time for me to promote that on the podcast. So if you want to hear about all of those things, make sure you're on my newsletter list, veronicagrant.com. And there's lots of things there for you to sign up that are free. And that will get you there. And by the way, if you're not on my newsletter list, and you want access to the free breakup email course, then all you have to do is go to veronicagrant.com forward slash breakup. Now, if you're already on my email list, there's no need for you to sign up for it. Everyone that's already on my newsletter list will get the breakup course. Of course, you can opt out of it. If you're not interested in it, that's totally fine. There'll be a little link in those emails to do so. Uh, But if you're not on my newsletter list, and you do want the email course, then make sure you go to veronicagrant.com forward slash breakup. That's starting next week. And this is May 6 when this episode is released. So it's pretty soon. So make sure you get there sooner rather than later. All right, so a couple things about today's episode. The first thing that I just want to say is a trigger warning. So in this episode, my caller TJ and I discuss abuse that she's endured. We do not go into detail about the subject, but it does come up. So if this is triggering for you, please take care of yourself and do not listen to this episode. And if you do need help right now with the situation that you're in, please call 1-800-799-SAFE. That's 7233. So again, that's 800-799-SAFE. That's 7233. Or you can go to the hotline. So it's thehotline.org. Please take care of yourself. I trust you're able to make this call for you. But if this is going to be triggering for you, please, please, it is not worth it. Don't do it to yourself. Okay, trigger warning over. And the last thing that I want to say about our session is you'll notice that TJ is very nervous for our call and she's very hesitant and unsure of herself. And again, she's afraid that she's doing everything wrong or is messing something up. So you can see how that kind of behavior is ripe for someone who is, you know, super controlling to abuse that and to take advantage of that. Again, I'm not victim blaming. This is not her fault. I'm just saying that this is a pattern that is fairly common in, you know, in relationships. And the reason that I say this is because a lot of times how we show up in relationships is also how we show up with coaches and therapists. And a lot of times I know that just talking with some of my clients and also just, you know, what I know of the industry, sometimes if you work with either a therapist or a coach or any kind of healer who isn't aware that it is very easy for the client or the patient to try to reestablish the relationship that they had with their primary caregiver in the so-called healing relationship, it can be re-traumatizing, right? Because I could have very easily been like, it's okay, don't worry about it. You're fine. Don't worry about it. Like, yeah, this sounds fine. You know, internet's fine. And that would have been kind of controlling behavior that I could have been doing to try to get TJ to do exactly what I wanted, how I wanted, right? And so that would be probably reestablishing some of the relationships that she's had either with previous partners and or primary caregivers. And that's really harmful. And so if you've ever experienced a situation with a coach or a therapist or any other kind of healer where it just felt traumatizing, but you weren't exactly sure why, then I think this could probably be something to look into, So if you are any kind of coach or healer or therapist or anything, I would just be really mindful and just, you know, catch yourself and and make sure that you're not reestablishing the relationship that or not 
being party to reestablishing the relationship that, you know, your client has had with a primary caregiver or a romantic partner. And if you are a client of someone, I think it's just important to be mindful to, to make sure that's not happening. Not that it's your job to make that not happen. However, if you do notice that that's happening, then it might be time to, you know, find someone else to work with because that's just going to be re-traumatizing and it's not really going to get you the kind of healing that you want to have. Like it just won't feel safe. And you're and depending on your awareness, you just may or may not have the reasons or the words to explain why. But again, this could be a reason. So just something to keep in mind and just something to notice with TJ as we move into the session. And I don't let her do it, right? I don't let her, you know, fall into the, I don't know what I'm doing. I can't do this. I do my best to give the power back to her, you know, so that she can be in control, so that she can be the sovereign being of her own life and of this her experience on this call with me. So keep these points in mind as you listen into my call with TJ. And again, one last final trigger warning. We do talk about abuse, not in the details, but if it is going to be triggering, please do not listen to this episode and please get help if you need help right now. Again, 800-799-SAFE or go to thehotline.org. All right, let's get to my conversation with TJ. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the coaching portion of this episode. And we're actually going to do things a little different. So I've got TJ here, and she is being brave. And I would say it's probably safe to say she is far outside of her comfort zone right now by coming onto the show. And so I'm just going to walk her through a quick grounding process. And I'm doing this for a couple of reasons. One, I just want you to see what a grounding process might look and feel like. And two, you know, if you've ever thought about being coached, by me, whether on the show or, you know, in a more formal coach client relationship, I just want you to see this process um, so that, you know, you might reach out to me, um, you know, to come onto the show or to work together at some point in the future. So you ready, TJ? Yep. Okay. All right. So I'm going to close my eyes um, just because we have our videos on and I don't want you to feel like that I'm staring at you while you're trying to ground yourself. So my eyes are closed. You can close your eyes too, if you'd like, if that helps you to center yourself. Um, If that doesn't feel comfortable, for some people it doesn't, you can keep your eyes kind of at a half gaze as if you were like, you know, uh, spacing out into the distance, like losing the focus. So whatever helps you to turn inward, whatever helps you to just focus on your breath so that you can really just presence yourself. So you're just going to follow your breath in and out. And you're going to notice that you can actually feel that, right? You might be able to feel your shoulders or your chest or your belly move with the breath. And this is real time. This is, this is present time. You can actually feel that. Whatever happened five minutes ago is no longer present anymore. That's no longer real. Whatever you're afraid of, of what may or may not happen in the future and our call beyond our call. None of that's really it. It's not in present time, but you can feel your breath. That's present time. Good. Just a couple more breaths just to allow yourself to come into this present moment and just notice if your mind starts spinning or makes a story about something or thinks about something that is anything other than your breath which again, very, very, very normal. 
as soon as you realize it, just bring it back to your breath. Just a couple more breaths here. Stay with me. Good. All right. When you're ready, I invite you to either open your eyes or refocus the gaze. If you kept your eyes open, take your time. Okay. How are you feeling now? Good. Good. Okay. You don't have to say good. You don't have to say answers to please me. I'm genuinely curious how you feel. I'm better. Better. Okay. Better better is better, right? Better is good. But I do have to say that you know, just doing the grounding, it brings out some emotion. Like, uh-huh. I know it's almost emotional to kind of get in tune with yourself. It's yeah. a, an experience. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a vulnerable experience because we're so, we just live in a society where it's like, you know, watch this on Netflix, like this on Instagram, do that. It's like all of these stimuli outside of ourselves just to actually like cut all that crap out for a minute and just stop and just focus on ourselves. It's incredibly vulnerable. We don't do it enough. And I feel like with the breathing, it brings out uh, emotions or whatever that, that normally I would have suppressed a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like just being in a, a focused mo- mode versus, you know, just relaxing, you know, yeah. relax opens up a lot more. Totally. Totally. Yeah. So we can dive into that more if you'd like, because, you know, whatever comes up in the show, sometimes it's not what we thought we were going to get coached on, but I'm also curious to hear what your question is and what you would like to be coached on in our time together. I, without uh, trying to not give too much background, how can I ensure that the person I'm with is on the same path as as me going towards the same end goal uh, I find that I get anxious and I'm always looking for little signs as if he's not on the same path as me mm-hmm. and I'm noticing more that he is starting to be on the same path as me but I still get that anxiety that it'll veer off into left field again and I don't know what's happening okay can I ask you a few clarifying questions here uh so first what is the path do you mean like a committed relationship or do you mean like just values that you want to have in your relationship I would love to be married and have children Mm -hmm. and have someone that I can trust okay and know that he's genuine okay so when you say you want to know or how you can how you can know if someone is on the same path as you you mean by like how do I know that they're serious too that they're looking for a commitment marriage family all the things correct yes yes you know people can say things and sometimes I can see that he wants that but then I get worried because sometimes two words match actions. Right. Right. Well, you know, actions are always going to be way more important than what anyone ever says. Okay. So 
Let me put a pin in that for just one moment. What is left field when you said, I don't want to end up in left field again? What is, what is left field? Everything going well. And I think that we're headed towards the same goal in life. And then I'm informed that they don't want that lifestyle. Okay. Okay. And, or they can't give me that lifestyle. And by lifestyle, you mean like commitment, marriage, kids, those things. Yeah. It's like completely different from what I thought we had in common. Right. Okay. I'm going to pause you for a second. And um, first, I just want to check in. I know you're really nervous to start this call. How are you feeling right now? I'm trying to block some emotions. Yeah. Yeah, I can tell. Two questions about that. One, what are those emotions that you're trying to block? I feel the same pain of my last ex. And I don't want, I don't want disappointment. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to like, like the man I'm with right now, he's finally stepping up a little bit, but I still get scared. Yeah. Okay. Because it's been so, it took so long like everything was good and then everything started not going where I wanted and it was like that for so long and now it's going back to good and I just want the good to continue yeah I don't want to lose that because I've lost it before right right I get that I really do um when you were nervous to start this call what were you afraid of happening? Were you, well, let me just, I'm not trying to put a word in your mouth. Just tell me what you were afraid of happening. I knew I needed to reach out for help. Mm-hmm. It's just revealing my issues. Mm-hmm. And revealing it, I guess, publicly. <laughs> but it's just facing my issues too. Mm-hmm. Was there a part of that was afraid I would judge you, or that people listening to this would judge you? Um, maybe, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I and I only asked because before we started recording, you're like, "Is this okay? Is this okay? Is this okay?" Yeah. Walking on eggshells. You didn't want to mess up because you. I don't know what you thought that I would think or do or whatever, but you clearly didn't want to mess up. Does that feel true? Yeah, I am a people pleaser. Yeah, and, and and the reason why I'm asking this because it's like, what the heck does this matter? Is my guess is this is how you're showing up in your relationships too. You're walking on eggshells, don't want to mess up. You give and give and give. And then to top all of that off, your worthiness is tied up in whether or not the person responds the way you want them to respond. Responding meaning like, you know, saying they love you, wanting to commit to you, all that kind of stuff. And I have been in abusive relationships. Yeah. I was in two abusive relationships back to back. I thought the first one was really bad, really emotionally, verbally abusive, borderline physically abusive. And I got out of that one. And then the next one I thought was great. And he ended up being not much better. Yeah. So, and, I'm, and you know, that one ended 
six years ago. And yeah. I'm still finding that I'm reacting in the same ways that I did with them. Yeah. So um, what kind of inner child work? Because my, I imagine, not I imagine, um, I know that this didn't come out of anywhere, right? The people pleasing, the walking on eggshells. Did you come from any kind of violence um, or abuse when you were younger? Yeah. And even at school, at school, I was bullied a lot. Yeah. Physically bullied and verbally bullied growing up. And always, like, I made friends, but some of them would come and go. And, and I guess I was always trying to please people. And then when I couldn't please people anymore, I just, I did do a lot of acting out to get attention. So TJ, there's, you know, there's a lot to unpack here. And I don't mean that as in like, you know, oh, like, oh my gosh, you know, so much stuff. We all, we all have a lot of unpacking to do. So the X that is creating the fear-based decisions and actions that you're taking now, it's not, I mean, I, I don't want to like diminish the trauma that it sounded like that relationship was, but I also want you to see that that is a manifestation of some deeper inner child wounds. Okay. And it requires some support. And so I'm curious what kind of support you have or have right now or have gotten or have right now around, around that. I tried counseling for about six months and counseling about everything in life. And I just felt like it never helped me at all. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Even like even my uh, present boyfriend, he noticed I used to flinch when he tried to touch me, and he just knows he notices that I'm on edge a lot and anxious about the future and stuff like that. Just anxious around him. How long have you been together? It'll be two years on March 29th. Okay. And is there any abuse in this relationship? No, no, it's just, it's the longest relationship I've had. Mm-hmm. So I didn't panicking that I'm being strung along. And he says I'm not. And we do talk about getting married and having children, but I still can't help but think. Like, how long am I going to have to wait, you know? And I don't, there, from what I feel, there is no abuse. It's just, I don't, I can't trust that my wishes will be granted in life. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So a few things. First, with this person, do you feel like your feelings and desires are validated? You know, if you feel a certain way and you go up to him and say, honey, I feel da-da-da-da-da, are they invalidated? Meaning like, is he like, oh, you shouldn't feel like that. Or that's silly. Don't feel like that. There's been times when he would say, stop that. He's like, everything's fine. Like, And 
I do get a little upset when I'm being told stop that for saying my feelings. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, that's, um, that's what I needed to know. Okay. So a few things here. One, you know, you listen to the show, so this probably isn't going to come as a big surprise to you, but there's some um, inner child stuff that's at play, right? You know, and we don't have to go, yeah. you know, we don't have to dwell into, you know, inner child or, or your childhood. I don't, we don't need to rehash it. I don't need to re-traumatize you or anything like that, especially with the bullying. But I can tell you that just broadly, and I think this is probably true for you, when there is extreme bullying or abuse, um, whether it's physical or emotional, or just even just a lack of like empathy or caring from home, or if it's, you know, for whatever reason, then that's, you know, as a kid, I mean, first of all, that's just like incredibly traumatizing. And I'm sorry that you experienced that because you definitely did not deserve that. Nobody does. But when you're a kid, you don't necessarily get that. And especially if you didn't get that counter reinforcement, you probably started to believe things about yourself that I don't know if you believed you deserved it, but you probably didn't believe that you're worthy and special and lovable just for being you, um, not being anything more or, or less. And so I think that has just taken a huge, huge whacking on your self-esteem. And because it has knocked your self-esteem so low, you have, you know, please and please and please to try just to get an ounce from somebody and you've like given, you know, your world to them. And that doesn't necessarily mean you'll be in an abusive relationship, but it's certainly a dynamic that is conducive to either emotional, mental, physical abuse in a relationship. And so my guess, that's probably what is getting played out in this current relationship. It doesn't sound like there's abuse, but it certainly sounds like there's a lack of emotional empathy and lack of emotional availability potentially from your, from your partner. So, you know, this is a lot more than we can do. I mean, any client or any person that I have on the podcast, obviously we can't solve all their life's problems in one, you know, one short phone call, but, but here's kind of the rundown of what I want you to do. One is I want you to do inner child work. You know, I don't know what your finances are like, but work with the coach. Um, you can look into some of the offerings that I have. Find a counselor. Um, I know that it sounds like you didn't have a great experience with your previous counselor, but you can. But there's other counselors. You know what I mean? Like you can find someone that can support you. I really want you to work with that little girl inside who was getting bullied um, and started creating stories and beliefs about herself because those stories and beliefs aren't true. You know, I don't even know, I don't even need to know what they are, but like, I know that they're not true. Um, So that's the first thing. And when you start to develop that relationship with your inner child and start to reparent her, then that will help you feel better today, presently, and you'll be in a more empowered position to not put up with crap, so to speak to speak your truth, to ask for what you need, because what I really want you to do in this relationship, this is going to sound like a little drastic, but I really want you to hold this guy's feet to the fire. And what I mean by that is you really want to get married and you really want to have kids. I don't know your age. You don't need to tell me your age, but like, you know, you don't have all day. (laughs) You know what I mean? And, And so I really want you to be like, hey, this is what I want. And 
you need to get really clear on what actions you need to see in order to, you know, for you to really believe those words. Okay. So if yeah. he's saying like, oh yeah, that's what I want, but like, that's not enough. Right. So what are the actions? Do you want to move in together? Do you want to go ring shopping? Do you, I, I don't know. You know, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know what the actions might be for you that would help you feel better about it, but you've got to put his feet to the fire. Um, because one of two things are going to happen. A, he's going to, you know, the word, the phrase that comes to my mind is man up, but I really don't like the kind of gendered language, but he's either going to like step into it and he's going to show up and he's going to, you know, do it. Or he's going to be very clear around what he's not really available for. And then at that point, it's on you to be like, I deserve more. But that's going to be a much, much easier thing to do when you've started doing some of the inner child work. Does that make sense? Yes. I do notice that all my life, when I have something really good and I'm happy, I cling to it like for dear life. And you know why that is? Because I'm afraid to lose it, I guess. Because? Because I might get something back like that. Because because that's how you source your worthiness. Yeah. Like I said, your worthiness, your self-esteem took a huge shellacking growing up. Okay. And so when somebody would give you just an ounce, a crumb, you know, that's where the term breadcrumbing comes. You know, if someone just gave you a crumb, you would just cling onto it because that was the only way you could feel lovable, good enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. If I was being good, you know, being good, ever, and I get like the breadcrumbs and I cling to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I know I do. Uh, like I, 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 I'm realizing it now. I guess it's been a lifetime of not realizing it. It's just hard habit to break. <laughs> It's a habit for sure. It's, it takes um, persistence, but I don't want you to tell yourself that it's a hard habit because to break, cause then it'll be a hard habit to break. It's, you know, I want you to give yourself so much love and compassion for what you did. And so you were bread, we'll say what you're breadcrumbing, right? You're, you're holding on to the breadcrumbs as tightly as you could, but when you're younger, you don't know any better. You don't know any other way. And you think, Oh, this is what it is. This is love. You know what I mean? This is how you get it. Right. And so now you're beginning to realize, hey, this isn't actually working for me anymore. And so you're beginning to do something different. And so these previous versions of yourself that would hold on to these little crumbs that men gave you, you've got to love that version of yourself up. And you've got to have so much compassion for her and forgive her and forgive her for buying into misunderstandings and all of these things, because that's what's creating the anxious behavior. Because it's not that you don't trust the men that you're with like your current partner is that Mm -hmm. you don't trust yourself to see it for what it really is. And so learning to trust yourself is really about forgiving previous versions of ourselves that made these so-called mistakes, but you weren't making a mistake. That's like, I'm putting that in air quotes. Like you're making these quote unquote mistakes, but it's really just the way in which you got, you needed to get your worthiness and we all need to feel good. So you weren't doing anything weird or crazy or wrong or bad or any of those things. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I feel like maybe because I, I don't know if it's 
I didn't like myself growing up or whatever, because I, I believe like I allowed a lot of abuse towards me because I didn't know how to fight, how to protect myself from it. Like, I, I feel like I allowed it somehow. And I just. Well, you might have allowed it somehow, but you didn't deserve it. And I don't want you to get into that slippery slope. There might've been a part of you that didn't know, not might've, but it sounds like there was a part of you that didn't know how to protect yourself. But I don't want you to think you did something wrong. You did something bad. You asked for it or anything like that, because none of that is true. None of that is true. Nobody deserves to be abused. Nobody deserves. It's as simple as that. Nobody deserves that. You didn't ask for it. It's not your fault. And that's going to be part of your inner child healing. You've got to let your inner child know that. Because I can sit here and tell you that all day long. But if there's a deeper part of you that doesn't believe that, that's the part of you that's calling the shots. That's the part of you you have to connect with. And really let her hear that she didn't deserve it. She didn't ask for it. It's not her fault. And in my current situation, he has been stepping up and doing things that I expect in a relationship like he's been doing it now but my fear is is it going to last or is it going to stop am I going to lose this goodness that I have in my life right now so I just want to say one I want your relationship to make you feel good that's important but it's not your sole source of feeling good Mm -hmm. and so if you you know for a lot of people in my community um you know, especially when they're online dating, they'll say things like, oh, I don't want to put all my eggs in one basket, right? So they'll date a bunch of different people until one becomes more serious, right? And that's a choice. That's fine, right? And the reason that I share this story or share the little anecdote is because I don't want you to put your eggs in one basket in the sense of, not I'm not meaning like you need to go date a bunch of other people too, but in the sense of <laughs> don't put all of your worthiness eggs in one basket, you know? Okay. Yes, your partner should make you feel good. That is an important part of a healthy relationship, but he is not the sole source of making you feel good. So in the event of a potential breakup in the future, if it didn't work out for whatever reason, yeah, it's going to sting, it's going to hurt, but it's not going to be like as, and it might even be gut-wrenching, but it's not going to be like, I don't even know, you'll be able to survive it because your worthiness will still be intact because it wasn't wrapped up in the relationship. See what I'm saying? Yep. So that's what I want to say about that. The other thing that I want to say is, you know, with your partner, I do think that partners have responsibilities to each other for sure in terms of showing up, showing love, showing affection, all of those things. When it comes to our own stuff, that's when it no longer becomes our partner's responsibility. They can be aware of it. You can have a conversation. So for example, like if you're asking for you know, X, Y, Z things from your partner, like that's what you need, you know, from him to show up, then that's great. Okay. And and if he shows up and he does those things, that's great. But then if it's still like that fear of like, is the other shoe going to drop? But what if this stops or whatever, that's on you to heal. That's not his responsibility. And so, and that's all tied back to the inner child. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Is this helpful? Yes. It's just, I know my anxiety goes sky high when I think of losing something. 
and that's what I have to work on. I know now. Yeah. Yeah, Here's the thing. Like, I can't sit here and tell you that you're not going to lose this person or someone else. I'm not a fortune teller. I I can't tell you these things. Right. What I can tell you is that you can get to a place emotionally where you can survive it and it will not erode your sense of worth, your self-esteem, your lovability, all of those things. You can get to that place. And that's ultimately what I care about. Obviously, I want you to have your desires met. I want you to meet someone to get married and have kids. If that's what you want, I want that for you. Like I, I really truly do want that for you. But what I want more is I want you to be in a place where if a relationship didn't go the way you wanted it to go, that you would be okay. Doesn't mean it wouldn't hurt, right? Cause rejection is always going to hurt. That's just part of life. That's just part of being vulnerable. But I want you to get to a place where it's not going to sit there and erode your worthiness, self-esteem and make you believe things of like, well, I guess I got to settle for less. I guess I got to settle for crap. That's what I want for you more than anything. And that's what I want you to want for yourself as well, because if you can get to that place, then you have the power then to be in a healthy relationship because your worthiness isn't tied up in the relationship. Okay. Yeah. I also noticed that I, I have an issue with waiting you know, for something that I want to have happen, happen. Like, no, I. That's just about asking for it. That's just about asking for it. And it'll be much easier to ask for it when you do the things that we've been talking about. Because when you ask for something, you have the potential to be rejected, right? Yeah. And, And so we don't want to do that, especially if our worthiness is tied up in the thing that we don't want to reject us, right? So it all comes back down to the same thing. Okay. So I really, really, really want you to do some inner child work. You can check out my um, crappy to happy course. You can listen to some old episodes on inner child work. I really want you to sit down and and if it was emotional, just to sit and listen and, and, and focus on your breath and tune in like that, like that could be a really great place to start. Cause that just tells me that there's emotion there. And I want you to be able to connect to yourself in that way. Cause that's going to be the key to unlocking a lot of the stuff. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird that pay attention, paying attention to myself makes me emotional. <laughs> yeah. Because nobody else did. And so now you're doing it for yourself and it's like, whoa, it's a lot, but it's good. It's good. It's not bad. It's good. What do you about this? keep me updated okay okay thank you so much my pleasure thank you so much tj for coming onto the show i really really appreciate your courage and your vulnerability i know it was a lot for you to reach out to me to book yourself onto my schedule and to show up that's a lot and i just really really appreciate your courage and vulnerability all right i just want to say the very top very point blank here being bullied or being abused in any way is not your fault. I understand how it can create a situation where you believe you deserve it, or because of these things happening to you, you begin to believe that you're inherently less lovable or worthy than others. But that is not true. You do not deserve to be abused, bullied, or treated poorly in any way. I don't care of your size. I don't care of your race or ethnicity, your religion, your nationality, what language you speak, your dress size. You do not deserve anything in that way. 
You did not cause it and you did not make other people do things. Other people get to decide how they do things and they can decide to be mean and nasty and abusive, or they can decide to be not those ways. And yes, hurt people hurt people, but hurt people also have just as much sovereignty as you do to get help and to get support so that they don't hurt other people. And they have not done that. So again, they are still deciding their actions. It is their fault. It is not your fault. If you are in a situation, again, please reach out for help. There are domestic abuse lines in your area in the United States. So just Google your city and then domestic abuse line. And there's a national number. And I've said this number a few times on the show. I'll say it again, 1-800-799-SAFE. Or you can go to thehotline.org. Okay, here's what I want you to take away from this episode. Number one, if you are being abused, please call the hotline. Please get help. You do not deserve to stay in the situation. There is nothing inherently less worthy or less lovable about you. Please, please get support. Okay, number two, if you've experienced acute trauma, I really recommend working with a therapist before you work with a coach. I know TJ said her experience with a counselor wasn't great, and unfortunately, that is common. There is often a degree of separation between a therapist and a client versus a coach and a client, which can sometimes inhibit healing, but not always. However, one bad experience doesn't mean counseling isn't worth pursuing. So don't be afraid to check out a few different therapists. And I also recommend asking them questions before your first session. So you have less quote unquote, first date, so to speak, where you have to rehash everything because that alone can be emotionally, you know, exhausting. So ask if they're trauma informed. So if you've experienced trauma, please work with a trauma informed therapist. Not all therapists are trauma informed. So make sure they're trauma informed. And ask if they do inner child healing. I really do believe in inner child healing, whether it comes from a coach or a therapist. And so I would ask those two questions. And if both of those questions have a yes, I'm not saying like they're going to be the best counselor for you, but there's definitely a greater chance that they could work really well with what you need. All right. Number three, do the inner child healing. And this goes for everybody. I don't care if you've experienced abuse or bullying in your past or not do the inner child healing. We all have inner child wounds. As long as you're a human, you have inner child wounds. So it is so, so important for you to work on those and to heal those. And again, not to say that healing is an event and then you healed them. It's always a process, but it's important to begin the journey and to relate to yourself in this new way so that you don't keep reopening core wounds so that you don't keep playing out the same thing over and over again. If you haven't experienced acute trauma in your past and or you've worked with a therapist on some of the stuff already and you'd like to pursue coaching with me, I'm more than happy to talk about that with you. I'd love to. VeronicaGrant.com forward slash coaching is the place for that. Or you can check out my inner child healing course, Crappy to Happy, and you can get that at VeronicaGrant.com forward slash Crappy to Happy. Number four, Don't just listen to what your partner says. Notice how he or she makes you feel. People can say whatever they want to say. People can say they'll change. People can say they love you. People can say they care about you. People can say that they're going to do something different next time. People can say you can trust them. People can say whatever you want them to say. But I want you to notice how they make you feel because how you feel is much more tied to your intuition, right? And you know this, right? Like if you're walking down the street and there's like a dark alley that you have to walk through to get home, your gut's going to tighten up. You're probably going to feel like, you know, your heart rate's probably going to 
increase, you're going to feel a little bit nervous walking through this dark alley on the way home, right? And that's because you're like, hmm, I'm getting a gut feeling this doesn't feel very safe. Now, I know that's kind of a silly kind of bland example. But my point is, is that, again, people can say whatever they want. But if they do subtle things that make you feel, I don't know, I don't feel really safe, or something feels off, or I don't really feel cared for, I don't feel seen, listen to that, because that is probably your truth. All right. And finally, number five, it's not anyone's job, but your own to state your boundaries and protect your boundaries. Now, yes, once you are in a committed partnership with somebody, there is a obligation on their end to respect the boundaries and to honor them. They don't necessarily have to agree with them, but they certainly have to respect and honor them. However, again, it is still your job to say, hey, this is what I want in our relationship, or hey, this is what I need from you, or hey, this isn't going to work for me. That's up to you to say those things. And then if the person isn't following through or isn't listening or isn't doing what you asked or continues to do something that you asked him or her not to do, And it's up to you to make it real. And the analogy I give is if a tree falls in a forest and no one's there to hear it, it doesn't make a sound. Well, if you say a boundary, but no one's there to enforce it, it doesn't really exist. You know what I mean? So if you are in a situation where let's say you kind of don't really enforce the boundaries that you want, then the other person doesn't really have much incentive to change because if they get to have sex with you and just kind of do whatever the fuck they want, why would they change? But if you're like, Hey, actually this is relationships not going to work for me. If this continues, then either the person's going to straighten up and, you know, honor, respect the boundaries that you've put out, or it's just not going to be the right relationship for you for any number of reasons. And so you have to get out. But again, you have to make the boundaries real. You have to be the one to draw that line in the sand and say, this is this is my requirement. And if you can't reach that, that's fine. But this relationship's not going to be the right fit for us. And I'm going to leave. Now that might feel really, really scary. I totally get it. I've coached a lot of people through this. So it is really scary. I know it. Uh, But it will be much easier to do this after you've done some inner child work. So like if you've never done inner child work, or haven't really done that much deep work, and you know, you have some issues with people pleasing boundaries, that kind of stuff. I wouldn't necessarily say start with this step because it'll just feel like step 20 when you have steps through one through 19 to go through first, Uh, maybe not 20 steps, but you know what I mean? I just just wouldn't be necessarily where I would start unless it's again, a really bad situation, a dangerous situation or really unhealthy situation where perhaps you just have to get out. And again, those hotlines will help you do that if it is an abusive situation. All right, my dears, this is today's episode. I hope you enjoy it. I know it's a little bit different than some of my other coaching episodes. And again, next week, I am starting my free email course on getting over an X. And again, even if you're not actively getting over an X, like you're not upset or sad about it, but you just can't seem to shake an old relationship, they still come up a lot, or you just can't let it go. Maybe you're still angry. If there's just some kind of tethering there, you're really, really going to love this course. So again, if you're already on my newsletter list, no need to sign up for it, you will automatically receive the course. And if you are on my newsletter list, and you don't want it, you'll be able to opt out without unsubscribing. So not to worry there. But if you're not on my newsletter list and you do want to participate in this email course, then make sure you head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash breakup, sign up there. It's totally free. And the first email goes out on Monday, which I believe is May 10th. I could be wrong, but I think it's May 10th, whatever that Monday is. So super soon. All right, my dears, I will see you next week with a brand new episode of the Love Life Connection. Thanks for listening to the Love Life Connection podcast. 
You can find the show notes for this episode at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. And that's also the place you can sign up to be coached by me here on the show. And if you love this podcast, please leave a review over on Apple Podcasts. It helps more incredible women like you find this show and find real love. Until next time, remember, wherever you are is exactly where you need to be. You're not broken and you don't need to be fixed. Just because you've never had the relationship you want before doesn't mean you can't have it now. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.